Welcome back, all of you uh, the Marvel nerds, I guess, because we're doing Marvel. I know we're, uh, recently I've been doing a lot of Pokemon and Pokemon Go videos, but got to give love to my other fandom favorite, and that would be the Marvel Universe. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ultra Universe, the podcast. The, the makes it different than just Ultra Universe. I know, that's funny, right? Not really. Uh, today, we are going to talk about a fandom I love, which you guys, if you've followed along, you know well, it's the Marvel Universe, but we can never do these videos alone. So for the first time ever from the Ronin Geek Podcast, I think you got that right, I believe. It is so close. Uh, yes, this is Alex Austin, and I represent the Ro I'm, I'm one third rather of the Ronan Geek official podcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and we we operate out of uh, Windsor, Ontario. And Ooh, nice. the, you are the the uh, obligatory neighbor from above, huh? That's that's right, man. That's right. Or if you're in Detroit, we're south of you. So there you go. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. So luckily I was able to uh, come across uh, Alex here and his podcast on Twitter and we uh, started talking. So he uh, is coming on as the first time here. So as I always do for my first timers, I'll let you kind of give a little uh, quickie rundown of what you guys do over on your uh, nerdy podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple what, what we're about. I mean, it's all geek news topics. We, we like to stick to current events and, and what's going on out there. But we draw on uh, many, many years of knowledge, probably, you know, I would say 75 years, uh, 80, 85 years even of collective knowledge in, in, in geekdoms, uh, all, all versions of them. However, uh, the twist is, is that it's, it's more of like an adult comedy show, very, very, a lot, a lot of funny themes and inside jokes going on. Uh, I, I won't get into them here, so I just recommend listening. But I sort of compare it to, you know, we're both 90s kids, right? Exactly. Yeah, so do you remember the old video game magazines from, like, the early to mid-90s? <laughs> the, the ones that you can only get on eBay now, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, dude, they were the wild west of journalism. They could write anything, <laughs> do anything. I remember they had, they'd have an ad for a new game on one page, and on the very next page, they're absolutely trashing that game. And it's just that that's how it was back then. Man. So well, the idea is we're, we're kind of the 90s video game magazine of podcasts. We just cover and, a lot of topics. And you know, the only reason to get those, right, were for the cheat codes. Nobody cared about the uh, actual. Oh, dude, I was obsessed with the cheat codes. And I was obsessed with in the back when they'd have like the weird order pages where you could order toys from Japan. Because back then, <laughs> nothing was available stateside, right? I'm from Ohio originally. You couldn't get anything there, man. There was nothing. So in, in, that was the only place I could get cool stuff. I remember one time, I somehow, to this day I don't understand how, I convinced my parents to use their credit card on one of those order forms to order me. Uh, it said the complete Dragon Ball series out of maybe like uh, EGM or, or PC Mag or something like that. And, and I got on, I think it was 80 CDs, someone had burned the entire Japanese run of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all the movies, and Dragon Ball GT at the time. And, and it was 80 <laughs> CDs. I'm not even kidding you. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and I, honestly, my friends and I were absolutely obsessed with Dragon Ball at that time. So it was like a major life uh, event for us. And uh, that's just the kind of weird stuff you would find uh, in the back of these magazines. But anyway, so basically we're that, but a podcast. <laughs> so it's, that that's actually reminds me of when, when Goosebumps was out. So I went on eBay and found like all the Goosebumps on DVD, but they were definitely burned off of somebody's computer because it was like 
uh, sharpied on, you know, episode two. And I was like, I'll buy this. Like I wasted, I don't even think I want to know how much I spent. It was probably too much. But oh my uh, God. that being said, so you will fit in very well. So I'm sure this will be the first of many of you uh, coming back on. Awesome. Uh, with possibly maybe the other two thirds of your guys, if they're available. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know they'd be interested. So we, we've had a couple good crossovers with uh, Grief Burrito Pod, and, and we got some other ones in the works. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's the case. Awesome, sounds good. So, uh, all right, so it seems like you will be perfectly uh, in depth at uh, talking about what we're going to talk about today. Sure so, thing. for those who have listened before, I've done some Battle Royale style videos. Not the really stupid ones on YouTube where have no purpose whatsoever other than just people CGIing characters together. We're going to go into more of the details because as you know, you know, comic books are real, right? So we're going to talk about the science behind these so-called superpowers and whatever. Um, and instead of having both of us kind of being on separate sides, we're just going to kind of go through and really discuss who we think in a battle is actually going to be able to succeed keeping in mind some individual superpowers that we may just cancel out because that just makes the whole thing moot. Um, yeah. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, never being able to die because that just doesn't, that's not fair, you know? <laughs> Which actually, funny enough, only a few characters, I think, in, in all of them really have that. Like, you know, one of them we're going to talk about today, Thanos does, the Hulk does. But honestly, a lot of characters don't really have that ability, which... Which is fine with me, because to be honest, if I want to really see a good fight, I'd rather not have one guy be immortal, because, that, you know, that's not fun. Like, <laughs> Well, it's, it's plot armor, right? It's plot exactly. Armor. You know, it's, it's like saying, like, yeah. oh, okay, well, just keep shooting me, but I'm never going to die. Like, that, that, that right. um, Okay, so, uh, like I said, we're going to go over Thanos versus one of my favorites, and I don't know for 20 years, but Dr. Spray. Oh, Love Thanos. Love Thanos. Doctor Strange is up there for me. However, Rob, who's also one third of Ronan Geek Official Podcast, Doctor Strange is like his favorite, and uh, and he will take he honestly he will fight tooth and nail for Doctor Strange any day. And it's funny because you know I, he growing up and you know being nineties kids kids as we are you know he was in the Spider Man cartoons. He showed up kind of here and there. I never really thought of it as interesting because at the time he was just kind of there as a side character, right? He wasn't really like there now that they've given him you know more comics in, in the movies now i'm kind of understanding the the purpose of him because he's more than just a wizard he's like a wizard with superpowers which i think anybody would want to be if they could be anything um you know because wizards and superpower is cool um but let us so okay so since we're you're a fan of Thanos, we'll jump into him first um we'll just go over uh kind of back and forth some of the, the um abilities they have and just kind of see if they're really purposeful or not in, in, you know, you know, and we won't really go into what the MCU has shown because obviously with the MCU, Thanos has not succeeded in anything whatsoever. So if it's a movie, Thanos would die immediately. So we're not going <laughs> to, you know, we're not <laughs> going to discuss that's, that that's because, true. you know, yeah, that's true. He's not really smart. Um, so one of the biggest things I'm noticing for Thanos there is the ability for him to heal almost anything and his immunity to mo almost all things thus far. Is that really kind of a fair fight when it comes to being able to, you know, it kind of makes you think of Wolverine. Wolverine always, you know, he can heal perfectly, right? What is that really a fair fight when you don't really get injured by your opponent? 
Yeah, so it's almost like the Hulk, right? It's kind of the same right. mentality. In fact, you, you get a glimpse of it kind of in the fight between the Hulk and Thanos uh, right at the beginning of uh, right at the beginning of Infinity War, or was it right at the beginning of Endgame? No, it was right at the beginning. Uh, of Infinity, well, War. Infinity War, kind of. It, yeah, it was. I think it was Infinity War. You're right. Yeah, and and it shows that he's every bit as tenacious as the Hulk, except he is military trained, right? So he's a brilliant military True. tactician. Uh, and then that paired with his, his uh, hyper strength, hyper healing, all these things as a result of his species uh, being from the planet Titan, uh, right. rather moon to us, planet to him. Uh, so it's just, it's a really interesting uh, dichotomy in his character. Um, yeah. So I, I think honestly, it, it, that in particular, just his sheer physical ability uh, against strange would make it kind of an unfair fight, depending on which, you know, universe or world you're taking this in. Right. And that's always the thing that we caveat with, right? Is where, you know, there's like 50 different versions of the same character. Obviously, for people out there that don't know the 50, we'll, we'll try to make it as easy as we can. Yeah, by, by the way, um, Thanos has been killed like nine times. You know what I mean? Exactly. So and I'm sure, I'm sure Dr. Yeah. Strange has been too. But, you know, for people out there, they're like, wait, he's still alive. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're not talking about this one. We're talking about like, the, you know the 50 other clones of him. It's like Spider-Man. Right. You don't know where Spider-Man is because he's like everywhere at the same time. Uh, yeah, totally. So that being said, so in today's age in real life with, you know, um, uh, uh, toxic warfare and, you know, these super resistant machinery we have, uh, Thanos is kind of like that, that weapon, right? Like he's the weapon that is resistant to, you know, if you throw, um, you know, a, a poison at him. He's the one that if you try to sh blow him up with a bomb, he, he doesn't, he doesn't really bruise. So is, 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 was Marvel's thought process behind this giving them a villain that is indestructible or did they just need somebody that would equal, you know, like a DC villain where you have to have somebody really strong, but once in a while you can get their weakness. Yeah, I think I think the conceit with Thanos in in pretty much every version of him, and I, I read two versions of him in the comics, and obviously seen him in the, in the MCU. Even though there's a lot more Thanos out there than that, and what's what what is consistent about Thanos from version to version is that the the thing that really makes use of all of his innate powers, his innate abilities of strength and and, and healing, is actually his brilliant his brilliant mind. Uh, he's always. I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be next. So keep going. Yeah, yeah, and and he's an absolute brilliant tactician when it comes to to uh, military tactics. Uh, and the idea with Thanos is he's always not just one step ahead, not just two steps ahead. He's ten steps ahead of everybody else, and that's the idea. So that that's really what makes the best use of all of his abilities is the fact that he's already thought of ways to leverage those abilities against his opponents in in combat or whatever his current mission is, which is usually Infinity Stone related in the comics. Right. And, uh, and and that's actually. Uh, I believe what what is what has made him such a formidable opponent, you know, all throughout the MCU to the point where, you know, I think in the most recent run, I think, you know, God Doom is the one who defeats him, you know, so it's like oh, God level characters or Adam Warlock, another God level character, you know, are the only ones who can uh, ostensibly defeat him in the, in the more recent runs. Right. And, I, and I'm actually glad you brought up the, the, the intelligence there because what's, what you, you look at Thanos and he's a big dude. Like you look like, he looks like you know, his only ability would be just to beat the crap out of you because he's like, you know, 50 times your size, you know, because apparently everybody on Titan is just large. Um, yeah. Which I, I kind of, and I'm a big, you know, mythology fan. So I feel like for those who write Greek mythology, the Titans were like the big ass monsters from the earth. So being from a planet called Titan, Marvel definitely draws from 
other cultural uh, uh, books, um, which which is which is always I, I love that because you know it, they definitely are using previous cultural knowledge to kind of boost their their point. Um, but that being said, with the intelligence part, you know, uh, looking at looking up his other abilities, he's got telepathy. He's got magic. He can manipulate matter. He, you know, he's 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 almost almost like if Doctor Strange was huge. Well, and actually, no, I take that back. Thanos and Professor Hulk, I think, are similar in characters, right? Because Professor Hulk has the ability of brains with the ability of brawn. So, That's right. in a way, you know. And, but but the difference being is when you look at Professor Hulk, you go, okay, well he's smart, and he, you know he's Bruce Banner, he's super smart. You look at Thanos, you go, I don't really think this guy would do well in my chemistry class. Like he doesn't st- he doesn't necessarily give off that ability because when you see him, all he wants to do is just you know kill, kill. You know, like what are those trolls in like Lord of the Rings are like they're just beating you up with giant clubs. Like that's yeah. what Thanos is to me. So. Go, so, Here, so here's, here's an interesting here's an interesting thing that I noticed, and this is it's kind of it's in between the lines in Endgame. So an Endgame is uh, it's obviously it's it's a it's just an, another retelling of of the Thanos and Infinity and Infinity Stone storyline. But right. I was thinking about this because be- beforehand he's pretty brilliant, and and you're right, someone like you know uh, Bruce Banner Hulk or Gray Hulk as he's as he's been known in past comic runs uh, is is brilliant, and and from a scientific standpoint he's he's very formidable as well. Right. He might he might stand a chance against Thanos in combat just because he he's not in in rage mode, so it, it makes sure. sense that, that he might stand a chance. However, in Endgame they did a really interesting thing. So they're able to get a hold of when and this is when they go back in time, but in the cosmic. So this was um, uh, sorry, this was uh, I believe it was like uh, Hawkeye, Natalie, those guys who go back, or Natasha, they go back to try and and, and get the Soul Stone uh, before Thanos gets a hold of it. In and this is in the movie. And then what happens is Thanos ends up getting a hold of Nebula and he ends up getting a hold of her pin particles that were supposed to be used to travel back. But here's the thing. There's actually two arrivals from his side of things using pin particles to make it back into the present in their timeline. So one, he sends back evil, evil Nebula, right? So evil Nebula makes her way back, but then he has no more pin particles. So realistically, it's, it's difficult to tell where the other ones came from. So presumably he found a way to duplicate them in, in the time, in the interim time that was in there. But the movie never specified. It's just kind of a, I wouldn't call it a plot hole. It's just something they didn't really take time to discuss because it was already an extremely uh, long movie. But uh, <laughs> I just, I thought that maybe, maybe it was kind of suggestive of, of even his scientific prowess as well. But I, I think you're right, though. He tends to use his brawn, you know, to sort of manipulate situations, you know, more fluidly uh, in real time. Yeah, that's that's very well put, and um, yeah, I, 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 I'm just thinking about what you about the pin particles. So I'm like, oh, I'm at a loss for words right now. Um, yeah, it was a weird so, thing I noticed. That was like, I don't, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong, but it just it seemed to me that there was uh, one one vial of pin particles missing, and uh, and and they didn't really have an explanation as to where those came from. I, I will give it to you because knowing Marvel, they put a bunch of crap in there that we never really like think about till after the fact. You're like, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're good at that. They're good at that. <laughs> they're, they're a little too good at that. Um, okay, so okay, so it seems though it seems then for for Thanos, and again the the one um, the one power we're taking out, which would kind of be pointless, is his immortality. Because I I believe all Titans have it. I could be wrong, 
but I believe his species, that's one of the things is that they basically don't die. And that's why the Titans are always around because that's their thing. But being that you want to make it kind of a fair fight, we're going to pretend Thanos can't do that just because, you know, like we said with the Hulk, the Hulk never stops being powerful. Even, you know, like I think I did, I did an episode one where it was uh, super, Superman versus the Hulk. And we had to kind of tweak it because no matter what Superman did, Hulk would end up being able to kill him because Hulk doesn't really tire. You know, right. he has enough uh, uh, power in him to never really get bored and tired. He just keeps doing it. So, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously people out there be like, well, you can't do that. that. That makes it irrelevant. I'm like, shut up. Just just go away. But um, <laughs> so, okay. So that being said, so it seems that Thanos not only is strong, but he actually is smart. And that leads us into our, our second opponent here, which is the uh, wonderful Stephen Strange, um, who is smart, but in a different way. And while uh, Thanos does know magic, Doctor Strange was literally trained in the art of, I guess they call it the mystic arts, right? Um, yes. So I guess the first question we'll ask here is, what, 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 you know, somebody would say, okay, well, they both know magic. Isn't that kind of a good point? There really, there's a difference though, right? I mean, there's a difference between Dr. Strange magic and Thanos magic, correct? Yes, correct. correct. Okay. So yeah. that, you know, that being said, what, what is, and you know, obviously we're trying to make this simple for out there. What, what's the best description of Dr. Strange's abilities uh, when it comes to what he can do? We'll go into details in a second, but just generally yeah. speaking, what, what's the his, different? The, yeah. The difference here is that, Thanos possesses the ability to quote manipulate matter. So, and he, he does this using, uh, you know, telekinesis and, and innate abilities like that. Right. Uh, so he's, he's not drawing power from, you know, like, like another dimension or a dark dimension or a parallel universe, like what much of Stephen Strange does or what much of the artifacts do that, that he, that, that he utilizes. So right. I think that's the main difference here. So where Stephen Strange's power is generally, I, I would say is more akin to what, what we call magic. Uh, for all intents and purposes. And so then for, for those who like the Harry Potter stuff out there, that's the magic we're talking about. Yeah, because they, they there's no, as far as I know, there's no clear explanation as to where these particular powers emanate from. Uh, they, they don't really touch on it so much, uh, other than it, it comes from, you know, parallel dimensions and, and, and the dark dimension. So that that's the main difference. That's the main difference. So I guess Thanos, you could say, is like more practical. Well, you know, Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange is more uh, magical. For all intents and purposes, yeah, that's a that, that, that's a fair that's a fair assessment. And if you guys have seen uh, his first movie, and of course, when you've seen him in uh, even in like when he was in Thor Ragnarok for a minute, and of course when he was in Endgame Infinity War, you got to see him really uh, portray his uh, usefulness. I guess. Um, yep. So, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just agreeing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Interesting thing though, like with with Doctor Strange and in, in like Endgame, for instance, like in the MCU. Um, I'm like, there's a major, 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 major plot hole, uh, in so much as, and I don't, I haven't found anyone yet who's explained it just regarding, uh, Dr. Strange's powers, because he demonstrates early on in Endgame, uh, when he's in the fight with, uh, the, the other big guy, I can't remember his name offhand right now. One of the, one of the children. Oh, one of it. Yeah. I know yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. One, one of the black order. And, uh, he cuts his arm off using, using, uh, uh, uh sort of a portal. Right. So. Oh, that's, step, yes, yeah. Yeah. So. And then he doesn't do the same thing to cut Thanos' arm off, which is the weirdest thing. So it's weird that they established that he has the ability to do this. Oh, and then, and then, Yeah, and then somehow doesn't 
managed to do it to Thanos just to even even so much as just to relieve him from the gauntlet. So just a weird observation, but I just thought it was such a weird thing that they didn't they didn't they didn't address that at all. Well, that's that's the reason why people for a while were like, why couldn't the Hulk kill Thanos? You know, because he wasn't. I'm like, people, it's it's the movie. You're gonna like, they're gonna take liberties with you know because (laughs) do it the way the comic book says. You're gonna have like a five minute movie, right? (laughs) You know, be happy that they're messing up because at least you're getting like something worth paying fifteen dollars for now. Whatever the (laughs) ticket price, another show right there. Okay, so for, so the the first thing I wanted to kind of and and, and before we go into his actual move his a uh, move set uh, they they say he has things like universal awareness um, and tr- extreme intelligence stuff like that is that really just a way of saying he's just you know not cocky but he's just a little more in tune to what's going on than the you know for instance people say you know Tony Stark is just kind of a, a, a pain in the ass he's kind of a dick. Uh, Stephen Strange is also kind of a dick, but the difference being he he knows what he's saying is correct. He's really trying to actually do it to help you, right? Like he's not he's not trying to be smart for being smart. He's actually doing it for a purpose. Yeah, and his his sort of uh, struggle to come to grips with his innate abilities, uh, being able to use for all intents and purposes, we'll call it magic, uh, actually comes from his struggle as, just like you said, an extremely intelligent person. Uh, he's obviously a surgeon in, in pretty much right. every storyline, except for like the 1602 storyline. And, uh, and um, it's a really interesting thing that his struggle is between his acceptance of the practical and the impractical. So just right. regarding the presence of, of, you know, the dark dimension, you know, parallel universes, the presence of magic, you know, the, 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 it's just a really interesting uh, struggle there that, that really, you know, no other character goes through in a similar fashion. It's very unique to Dr. Strange. All right. That very, very well put, very well put. And I wanted to bring that one at first because it wasn't necessarily a power, but it was definitely something that makes him a strong competitor because whereas, you know, Captain America or Iron Man are just kind of, they're good at what they do they may not have the mental awareness of what they're doing. They're just doing it because they can. For me, I think Dr. Strange knows what's going on. And like you said, he's having that struggle between both sides. And that's what makes him a, such a, a good uh, foe because he, he's almost taking into account every aspect, the good and the bad, you know, vis-a-vis when he says, you know, 14 million, whatever, and we only want one. Nobody else in the, in the series would be so in tune to doing that. Nobody would care. They just want to kill the bad guy. Doctor Strange is sitting there going, "Well, let's let's lose so we can win." And everyone's like, "What the? F-? You know, is, what are you, what? Like, what you talking? You know what I mean? Like nobody gets it but him." And I guess it pisses people off because they're like, "Well, that's kind of dumb. Why didn't Doctor Strange? You know, like kind of like what you know. Also, what you said too. Like, why didn't he do what he did earlier? It's like there's. I guess there's a reason behind it." We may not like it, but, you know, it also it plays to his abilities of his character. Like, that's what he does. He's, he's really in tune, and he knows what to do, even if what doing seems like an idiotic... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And his use also, uh, that makes him formidable, the use of his tools. So, for instance, the artifacts, like the Eye of Agamotto, a.k.a. the Orb of Agamotto. So this is obviously in the movie is, is the time infinity stone. Right. And in the, even, but even in the comics, as well as in the movies, this is basically what gives him the ability of clairvoyance. So he's able to see the future and to see the 14 million possibilities that are supposed to play out uh, in Endgame. 
right? So it's it's a really, really interesting shout out to uh, that sort of element in the comics that, that it's actually this particular artifact that gives him that particular power. Well said, and, actually, and yeah, and, and that goes into our next part of him, uh, his actual abilities. So uh, not, not only, so yes, like you said in the movie, it, it acts as the time stone, but the artifacts he uses can do everything from energy blasting to astral projection to teleportation to even summoning objects, which if you guys remember that funny scene in the first movie with his cape that he, you know, was trying to learn how to like come to him and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't agreeing with him at first and whatever. So that's where the magic, I think, differentiates between him and Thanos. Thanos right. does it scientifically, like what he's doing would be attuned to a chemist. Strange is doing it via Harry Potter or, I mean, I go back, I can't think of any other wizard in, in culture right now, but, you know, th that's the difference between the magic is, is he's using things that actually have magic behind it. Like, it's not just a, a, it's not just a stick or a rock. It's a literal glowing item that gives him the ability to, you know, call from the underworld or, you know, transfer back and forth, right? So he's... Or, or he, yeah, even even the Book of Vishanti where, where he, he and the Ancient One both glean white magic from, uh, this, is, this is a book that's basically been enchanted by ancient gods, right? So right, it, and, it's, and that's, it, and that's it the thing in Marvel more too. magical. <laughs> One of the ways magic is given is evocations from the gods. So that just also goes to tell you that a lot of these characters that are that are high on the list of tiers, whether it's Strange or Thanos or, like you said, Adam Warlock, they're, all these powers are coming from the gods in Marvel. That's you know they're 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 getting this power from the universe, um, which again is also like a very cultural relation to Greek and Roman mythology, right? Because you know, like for instance, the character of Hercules. Uh, he's half human, half God, but he gets his God side from Zeus, who through blood, he's got somewhat power of a God. He may not be a God, but he's got the power of one. And this is, you know, you see, kind of go see where I'm going. Like, so this is where strange comes into play, I think. Um, yeah, it, it is somewhat in a similar way, or, or even, you know, the, the stories, you know, of, of, of ascension of humans in, in Greek and Roman mythology to godlike status. Right. Uh, it's, it's ostensibly a story about ascension, even though it seems at, at times, you know, especially when you're watching the movie of, of Doctor Strange, that maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> so. Well, I, I, as we said, we, we're not going over the movies specifically because, you know, I, again, I love the MCU, but honestly, if you, they're more fun than anything. It's, oh, so yeah, totally. It's not totally. necessarily a good visualization of what you're, you know, reading. Like I say, read books, people, read books. You'll get much more. Um, <laughs> okay, so now that we've kind of, you know, taken the two together, um, and this is always the hardest question because, again, either either side can win. Um, who, what do we, who do we think has the upper advantage in a one-on-one -on -one battle? Now, you know, like you said, in Infinity War, he could have used some moves he didn't, and, you know, he purposely lost because that was the way to go. But in if we're going to talk comic book-wise, we've seen them kind of go back and forth. Who, who really has the upper advantage, you think, uh, between the two? So... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Thanos, and and I got a couple main reasons for that. Uh, so okay. Thanos won uh, part of his innate abilities. So I'm not even talking about using Infinity Stones or anything like that. 
part of his innate abilities is he's able to absorb energy and then dispel the energy, right? So he can make okay. energy blasts and, and use it as an offensive way, or he could use it in a defensive way, right? And create a, create a shield around him. And secondly, uh, I believe Thanos could survive a direct blow from Doctor Strange. However, I do not believe that Doctor Strange could survive a direct blow from Thanos because Doctor Strange is human and he will be turned into a puddle of goo. <laughs> That's an image we don't want, right? <laughs> Poor Doctor Strange. We barely knew you. <laughs> Splat. Splat. Yeah, it's like the, uh, just picture like the dinosaur stepping on stuff and just like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, okay, that that's fair enough. I um, I would say ninety nine percent. I'd agree. The only reason I would go on Strange versus Thanos, and it's more not necessarily more of the physical, but more of the mental, is what I've seen. And this goes for the movies and the comics. And if I'm wrong out there, you know, don't shoot. I swear, it's just my opinion. <laughs> um, I I I feel that. Being Thanos as the characterization he's been created to be, where he's really obsessed with power and he really wants everything done, for those who have watched every other movie in the world, you know that that backfires on you at some point. Um, bad guys don't win. Um, I would feel that with Strange's ability of how he speaks and how he works, I feel like there might be that slight possibility that he may be able to outwit uh, Thanos, only because I feel that even though Thanos is equally intelligent, Thanos has one thing on his mind, and that's domination. Strange yeah. does not. Strange yeah. just wants to make everything be okay. So I'm going to say that only for that particular reason, I'm going to go with Strange because I feel like even though you know he's super strong and he's super fast, Strange may have that way of just pissing him off enough to make him just kind of totally blow, you know, have his head explode just because, you know, he, he, he may, cause Thanos has a, has a, a slight good in him of like, he kind of knows what he's doing is bad. And I feel like Strange may be able to help play on that point to the point where Thanos is like, okay, fine. Just, just, just go F yourself, whatever. And just take off. Like that, that that's yeah. right from i feel like and, and i think i think it's possible too that strange if you're on the side of strange that he might he might be able to know all of the abilities of thanos whereas it might be impossible for thanos to really know all of the abilities or what to expect from true because i think he so has Doctor strange, that, uh, yeah yeah that's true and because I, I think i think universal awareness or whatever i said earlier i think that that's basically the same as as fourth forethought of kind of knowing what's going to happen i guess yeah, um, yeah. Which, which in Infinity we saw when he did that whole speech, like, oh, blah, 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 we all have to die before we can win. Obviously, Thanos may have known that, but from all, for all purposes now, it seems like Thanos may not have been aware and Strange did have an upper hand, even if it was like a two-second upper hand, um, you know, over the Titan. So... I mean, it, it would be close. I, I do, I do agree with you saying as far as sheer force and you know strength and the fact that he would turn a pile of goo. Um, Thanos does have an upper hand, but I just have, I just have a feeling that Strange's mental ability and the and his his because I think his smart is a little different than Thanos' smart, and that would just kind of just slightly overrun to the point of possibly being able to beat him. So that's yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't argue that. I'm sorry, go on. 
I can't argue that. That's I, I think I think it's spot on. I think it's spot so, on. So I think we're at a stalemate. I don't know if we really <laughs> you know picked a winner so far. Um, but that's it's fair too, because in all honesty, and again, if you read the in the comics too, nobody really ever dies. They just kind of like get to okay, I'm done, I'm bored, let's go home. You win now, I'll come back in three days and we'll do this again. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nobody cares anymore. They're just like, okay, fine. I'm, you know, my, my joints hurt. I want to go home. You know, you kicked me really hard. I need to go get an ice bath. You know, like, <laughs> it's almost ridiculous sometimes <laughs> how long they go at it. Because I'm like, okay, dude, just stop. Like, just go, you know, <laughs> go home. It's true, man. It's true. That, that's exactly how it goes down in the comics. Lots of, lots of different battles within one war, right? Yeah, way too many battles within one war. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I think it's fair, fair assessment to say that we um, we agree that both of them have the upper hand, and that in all honesty, no matter what battle we put together, nobody's going to win because that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to keep making movies. <laughs> gotta, yeah, if, if they keep killing people, then you know what are we going to watch? <laughs> um, all right, cool. So. Thank you for coming on. I hope we will get you back again very soon. I think I actually might have you back in a couple of weeks anyway. So there we go. Oh, absolute pleasure. No, it was a blast. I, I love this topic. I love diving back into these characters. I haven't honestly read in some time, but it was fun to kind of get caught up and, and to remember a lot of the things from, uh, you know, when I was a kid collecting comics and seeing these characters in there. It's, it's just a cool thing, man. It, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Nice trip down memory lane. There you go. And if you like that, I got much more for you too. So we will have you come back very soon. Awesome. Uh, all right. So before we sign off, uh, what is your next uh, podcast topic going to be about? And when is it uh, up on up on the air? Well, we just posted up uh, uh, episode 68. So, and it's heavily about uh, the Mandalorian and Disney plus launch. And uh, but we do a real deep dive into the talking points in the Mandalorian episodes one and two. We do a non-spoiler section first, and then we do a spoiler section, and everything is time-stamped in our notes. And we also touch on the new Pokemon, because Adam's playing the new Pokemon as well. And we also talked about the Newslock Challenge, uh, which is an interesting challenge that uh, Pokemon uh, players in the mainline games like to undertake to, to get the most out of the game. So we talk about that as well. And uh, that's up now wherever you find your podcast. Awesome. Well, good to know that you guys like all fandoms. I have. I will definitely put you all to use, for sure. Awesome. Uh, Cool. So when I publish this out, I will definitely, as I always do, I will post the link to your podcast so people can go check out all the episodes thus far. Um, for those listening to mine, I post up two every Monday. So what are we? So I posted up two the other day. Uh, one was about should they might both of them might have been Pokemon, I believe. I think we did some uh, Pokey species chat where I go over eight hundred plus Pokemon by myself or with guests. Isn't that fun? We're going to be dead before we finish that. Uh, I'm just saying because they just keep making Pokemon um, but yeah who knows what's next we got some cool stuff coming up so I will sign off as I usually do with everybody go out and stay nerdy my friends have a good one <laughs>